Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. Hello. There's no bit. There's no bit. I know you're about to expect was, something. Was, there's no bit because, um, yeah, there's nothing. Um, but this week, though, so this is Shades of Brown. And, you know, we, we've we been listening to feedback, all right? We have been evaluating feedback in these trying times. And we have recognized there's been a, a, a lack of Linux news. So you know what? We we dug deep this week. And we were like, we're like, you know what? We're going to talk about Linux. We got to talk about the most Linux-ass shit that's Linux, you know? So there is the MNT Reform Laptop. And, and Static, I think you're particularly happy about this. I... See, so the thing is about this, I I don't actually have like a, any real beef or problem with this thing existing. I just like you can't like you release this is like a product that is extremely into its ideology, and I can respect that in some in some senses. But also, it looks like a fucking laptop from the eighties that would be like a movie prop. Like I I I don't know what else to say about the like the visual design. Well, like, I think a way to describe it is, and I'm okay saying this, it's a laptop. It's it's like if veganism was a laptop, right? And I say this as someone who is vegan. I say someone who doesn't eat meat. So before anyone gets mad at me, I don't eat meat. So let's get something straight there. Um, so that this this is like veganism, like you know what what veganism is to food as open source philosophy is to computers. Holy shit! You na- like I I like honestly, this is like this is like <laughs> you nailed it. Like I I don't know how else to go on that. Like it's like veganism. Yeah, I. So uh, the MNT reform is uh, uh well, it technically is a twelve point five inch laptop, but it is not twelve point five inch thick or twelve point five inch screen. <laughs> the, the, the screen is okay. The screen is a is a ten eighty p twelve point five inch IPS screen. Okay, the screen is probably the best part of this laptop. Allegedly, allegedly, um, it 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 has um. Oh boy. It has a NXP slash freescale I dot MX eight MQ one point five gigahertz quad core ARM Cortex A fifty three. Now you might be wondering, is that a good CPU? No. It's 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 bad. It's 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 a shit ARM CPU. It's slow as shit. You you don't it like it's it's actually like literally little it's it's actually like a bit of a waste of sand. But but you know what's even better about these specs, all right? So Anytime you you get like a portable computer, desktop's not not the case, but if you get a portable computer and when you go to networking, the first thing you see is in parentheses optional Wi-Fi. You know you're in for a good time on a portable computer, and it just has optional next to Wi-Fi in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. So so this thing comes with four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, I, I don't even know who what GPU vendor this is. I'm guessing this is something on the SOC. A Vivante GC seven thousand Lite. I'm guessing this is not a good GPU like at all. Oh, I'm so tempted to say that in a very problematic Italian accent, but I won't. No, do not. Absolutely 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 do not. Uh and it comes with uh storage wise, it comes with a thirty two gigabyte S D card and optionally you can get it with an NVMe SSD. Uh Networking, as you alluded to previously, <laughs> it comes in optionally uh, 802.11n Wi-Fi, or and uh, and it 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 comes with a gigabit Ethernet port. I one of the, this is so this is I would dunk actually on it, for, it, it I needs would ten gig. On, this needs ten gig. No, 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 listen, listen to me. I, I was going to dunk on like the 802.11n 
Wi-Fi chip. Why is it not AC, bro? It's 2022. Then I was going to say, this CPU probably can't handle like, the throughput of like an AC Wi-Fi chip, probably. This CPU is so shit. Uh, so that actually doesn't matter. Like, or honestly, doesn't... this isn't on an ARM board, right? This is like one of those Raspberry Pi boards. So the thing is, right, can it actually... Can it actually carry enough bandwidth over, you know, the traces anyways for that that much throughput before it even gets to the processor, right? I, I don't I don't know what the, like, the board, like, I.O. setup is, like, or I.O. capabilities. I, I would imagine it's not particularly, particularly good. Um, it, it, is, it reminds me of the Raspberry Pi, but I think the Raspberry Pi 4, as it is now, is better than this, uh, so... Uh, supports so uh three three USB A three point ports. Doesn't you can get optionally uh HDMI port, which apparently is problematic because HDMI doesn't quite work well with these ARM chips sometimes. Uh, and an SD card slot. There's no no cam, no webcam, no USB C either. Actually, wait a minute. This is three point oh. It's not even three point one or three point two. So this is this isn't even five gigabit USB. It's less than five gigabit. It's it's. I'm telling you this this process this ARM. SOC is old as shit. Uh, and so the big, the thing is size, size. This is the, this is the in- interesting part. 11.42 inches by 8.07 inches by 1.57 inches. Without just, just like, if you hear those numbers and you're like, isn't that a very thick laptop? This is the, this, that, that's like the dimensions of an Xbox Series S. <laughs> Yes. That is, I'm looking at my Xbox Series S right now, and I'm like, I think, I think you just described the size of the Xbox. Are you sure you're reading the right page, my friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, it is, it is. It's a thick boy. Uh, battery wise, now this is this is the funniest part to me. Actually, is the battery. There's eight X eight uh, eighteen six fifty uh, LiFe PO four. I think that's lithium. What is it? Lithium. No, it's lithium. Pa. No, I th- I I think this is a, like lithium iron oxide uh, or something. No, no, like yeah, that. it's uh, totally. These are these are like um the, that the referencing elements, but I'm just doing a bit. But yeah, it's some some kind of um they're they're not lithium ion. It's a different kind of battery. So it's, it's, no, it's not, not ion. There's there's it's literally not lithium ion. It's like lithium iron. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's lithium, but more but more um sustainable or I don't, actually yeah, it's like I more mean all, all yeah, lithium all lithium's blood. Um, mining. Let's let's be real on here. Actually, you know, I'm gonna call. Let me. I'm gonna take a moment. Let me. Let's let's call out the open source community. All right, because just like vegans, they're frauds, right? All the here's the thing: the components in this computer are open in that this computer is using open source software. You know, hardware that has open drivers. You know, uh, core boot or open firmware. Someone will correct me. It's the same thing. I know that System seventy six works on right. Like there's open firmware on the computer. All of those things, but. From a hardware perspective, how sustainable is its hardware? As in, the components that are made, the batteries, right? All of this. While it does have a DIY ethos, you can take it apart, you can build it. The plastic here, are they unionized? How's the labor situation, right? The, 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 the workers who put together those batteries, were those batteries sustainably obtained? Or were they obtained from uh, problem and unethical mining as most lithium ha- is right lithium is not a material that you can get without you know problematic mining uh the plastic here uh, at this right like where is this uh, where is the supply side sustainability report for this product because i i am of the opinion that if you're going to go all the way and be like i don't want closed source software rah, 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 like fair enough you know i respect it but but 
You cannot then be like, yeah, I'm going to buy bargain bin hardware that is mass produced in bulk that people are not unionized. People are not being paid a living wage for. That is, and I do not see anywhere here any sort of sustainability report on their parts. So, you know, that is uh, that is just something that I just want to put out there where you can't you can't commit to only being open source is not software only, right? Like that that is I think I think difference between like free software and open source stuff, right? Like the open source ethos cannot just be software, it has to be hardware and not in terms of firmware. What I mean is literally in terms of how it is built, right? Like, for example, I would actually respect this a lot more if it was 3D printed in someone's home, right? Like, if they had, like, a small 3D print shop making the, the parts for this, even though it's to be expensive and stuff, at least you can know, hey, money's going to people getting paid to do this. You can give a sustainability report. You can get all those things. But from what I can tell, and, and if, if I'm incorrect, please, I'd be more than happy to be wrong on this. These This looks like it's just using different parts from different... Uh, suppliers but they're not really doing it in a way that the supply side of the hardware is is sustainable so you know i this i this this is i know people like to misuse this term a lot but this is literally a parsman laptop like literally this is the parsman laptop because all of these parts nobody's like these parts are not good like these are shit parts Put together in in a, in something resembling a laptop, like it's this is this is literally a parts bin laptop, like that that that's what this is like the like no like I'm I'm not saying this to insult anybody who designed this. I'm sure it is hard uh, to build this kind of hardware, even if it is parts bin hardware. Because making hardware is very very difficult. Like it's I'm not I'm not saying it's like somehow easy to make hardware, but this is literally a parts bin. Like laptop, so uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the hardware design is at least open source. You know, there's schematics in that are, but I, I'm. It's called the reform, right? If you're going to call a computer the reform, you can't just reform the software side. You also like this is once again we are so straying away from what the actual topic is here. But I just I need to have this rant because I haven't had it in at least like a year and a half. But my biggest beef of open source software is that it always focuses on code over people, right? The, the this. Honestly, I would respect this a lot more if they're like, hey, from a labor perspective, people are unionized who make this. They're paid a living wage. Here's our suppliers. Here's where we get our, our parts from. And okay, because of that, we have to use one closed piece of like firmware on like a Bluetooth antenna or something, right? Or like a Wi-Fi antenna. I would respect that far more than being like open source at all costs. And by the way, these the amount of carbon that's emitted from making this computer is probably the same as making like a MacBook. Like it doesn't matter at that point. It doesn't. It's. It's it's fake veganism, right? It's it's like going to McDonald's and buying a Beyond Burger Big Mac. The workers are still getting paid shit. The it's still probably not healthy for you. And I mean, it's still fast food, right? Like this, I'm not saying this computer is open source fast food, but it's 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 not it's not open source fast food anyway. I would I would say it's more like open source, like. It's it's like it's like surface level open source, right? I mean, it feels a little deeper than surface level, but I think at the, at the end of the day, it feels surface level, right? Like, what's the point of this laptop? Like, so I I don't think every piece of hardware that exists needs to have like uh like a defined purpose and a reason to exist. Sometimes hardware can be made just for the fun of it. But like, what is what is the what is the ultimate goal with this laptop? Like, it's not good at anything. Well, this is, I would argue that computers like these, it's like, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know how like, um, there's, there's 
two kinds of fashion design. There is like the stuff you buy at like, you know, H&Ms and fast fashion places or, or you know, people that make fashion for at home, right? To wear like regular wear. And then you have statement pieces, right? Like the weird stuff that looks cool, but obviously is not comfortable to wear, is not um, really practical to wear. Like these sorts of computers, I they're, they're basically, it's, it's Linux high fashion, right? And I don't think it's problematic to say because this is obviously... Like the amount of privilege you would have need to have to use this computer piece. I think it comes back to something we talked about Mastodon before, where um, people can be like, "Oh, I only use Matrix. I only use sorry Element or whatever NFT thing they rebranded to today. I only use this. I only use that." And then it's like, "Well, that's because in order for you to only use this, you are privileged enough that you do not need to participate in the other aspects of society that require you to use like Facebook groups, right? Like I think a canonical example is, you know, oh, me and my kids, you know, we only use Element to message each other. And it's like, well, in most parts of the country, especially in poorer areas, schools don't have websites. They have Facebook groups, right, for their PTAs or for, for other things, for for students communicating with their teachers. So for you to be able to say, I don't need Facebook for that is to say that you're in an area that's wealthy enough for where schools can afford websites or they have technical know-how, right? Or IT teams who can do that. And it's a similar sort of thing here where sure you can buy this to be, you know, as a cool little statement piece, totally don't disagree there. You know, hey, you know, I got AirPods Max on, right? I can't talk shit. But but you can't say that like this is gonna be someone's only computer because in order for it to be your only computer, you need you you're just of so much more privilege that it would it that could work for you in that aspect. Whereas, you know, of course if you're someone Right. I mean it's a toy. I mean, it's a toy, and it's literally a toy. Like it's an ex- like it's an experimental, like laptop. Like okay, so it doesn't. The point is to be uh like a like a fashion like a fashion statement, as you mentioned. Like you you carry this, you carry this to an open source conference, and everybody knows you got that street cred, right? Like that's 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 what I'm like. That's that's what this is. Uh, so yes, uh, this is a laptop that is. Literally uh, a fashion statement uh, in the in, in a way that is, I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it. It, it looks different from literally every other laptop on the market. Uh, I don't think I've seen a laptop that looks like this. Even even like the most biggest ThinkPads that you can buy these days are not. They don't look as bulky as this anymore. Yeah, and I mean, and I like how on the on the trackpad, right? It's a trackball on your WASD uh, keys for those who play MMOs. That is very good. That's I I do I I think that's cute because I think that's just very like that's the most like like you know like you three D printed this in your house energy, right? Like it, that that actually I can respect. You know, like you you went in, you went in and you you just put it put like a fucking keyboard switches as as your trackpad. Like that's respectable. Uh, so, uh, the ugly, like, as the Arstetica review, which, by the way, I, I should comment on this, is that the Arstetica review by Andrew Cunningham is more than fair to this, to this laptop. I think Andrew gives it a full, like, thorough, like, review, and he, 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 uh, he acknowledges, like, why this laptop is made and what the ideology is, and et cetera, et cetera. But he, at the end of the day, he says that this is, this is, like, literally, like, uh, like, this is, it's just like it's not like the intended audience for this is very small, right? Like the intended audience is this is not a mass market piece of hardware, obviously, right? So like he he acknowledges that, but it, at the end of the day, it's a shit a shit a shit laptop with a shit CPU, right? Like that's like the review. But but, and this is me going back to the high fashion thing. Yo, I would ball out so hard with this computer. You know, all I would do, I would just run um. 
like a command line only, you know, sort of a Fedora install, maybe, maybe, um, uh, uh, Gen two on it, honestly, you know, compiled on another computer, of course. Don't compile. Do not run Gen two on it because if you run, okay, if you run Gen two on this, I think your CPU might literally like die. Like, no, you compile it on another computer, bro. That's what I'm saying. Compile it on another computer and then boot it on this one. And but fuck Arch Linux. But <laughs> what I'm saying is this with nothing but just um Z, not ZSH. Oh my god, Tmux and WeChat, Tmux and WeChat, bro, yo. That, that's drip. That's drip. That, that's what it is. And IRC on LAN, of course. No Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. All LAN. And you know what? I would. I'm not buying one. I was about to say I would buy one. No, I'm not going to buy one. I love myself too much. I feel like all. Like I feel like all. Wi- no Wi-Fi. All LAN is like a good tattoo. Like that would be a good. If one. you get that as a tattoo, I'm. <laughs> I Listen. feel like I just killed your brain for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I, I will not get that tattoo but I'm tempted uh, for... if you got an all Wi-Fi or sorry an all land no Wi-Fi tattoo your ancestors will be shaming you right like you, you'll you'll like you'll like just get shocked in, in your in your seat and you'll just like, yeah true I'll, I'll get like lightning will strike me yeah that, that's that's how that is so uh, I, I recommend people read the review I think Andrew's review of this was quite good i think probably as f- fair and critical as a review you could get for for a site like ars technica and one of the i think one of the comments was like oh, oh where is jim salter shouldn't he be reviewing this and jim actually came into the comments and he was like you guys should be happy i didn't review it because i actually really hated this thing <laughs> <laughs> like he said he, he was glad to give this one to Andrew because he didn't want to review it. Uh so Jim 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 Salter also did did wanna this is like the most Jim Salter thing, but he did not did not want to review it. So um there's that. Uh so we have a story about Google uh canceling well We we have multiple stories about Google actually. We have multiple stories about Google, but the first one is like is about the legacy Google Suite product, which uh, I don't know how many people remember or like. Uh, maybe some some people in our audience. Uh, Google for for lo- a long time ago, when when the G Suite product was first starting to like sort of become a thing, was that they offered free like G Suite service to people, right? Like you could get free G Suite service. They it was Google this. Apps back then, remember? It was Google Apps. Google, you call it G Suite Google Apps, right? Now, now it's called Google Workspace, right? Uh, so back then it was called like Google Apps or Google G Suite. Uh, and you would, I used to have like a, like, like, like a free, free G Suite service on some of my domains for a, for a little bit before I like, I'll stop using it entirely. And then the, the account. Yeah. You get like your first domain with Namecheap or whatever, right? And then you get it on the, on the G Suite. Yeah. Like I, I, I had a, I had like a, I had a couple of domains that I stopped using them because I was just like, I wanted, I switched to Fastmail and then I just, those accounts got deleted for inactivity. So Google, uh, Initially said that they were uh, so Google's plan has been for a while to sort of sunset these and like shut down these, remove these legacy G Suite users and convert them either to paid like paid Google Workspace users or like get them to like you know move like they they don't want to they don't want don't especially they don't they don't want any any more freeloaders on the service essentially right so uh 
a couple weeks ago, uh, Google asked that like G Suit old free G Suit users would either have to pay up, uh, start paying monthly, yearly, or they will lose their account. And also, if you use the the G Suite account as as your Android App Store account, like if you use that account to buy apps uh, on the on the Android App Store, you would also lose all of that. But uh, Google, Google since has like uh, relented uh, because there was a lot of uh, a lot of outrage, a lot of a lot of anger over people who had uh, legacy G Suite uh, G Suite accounts and felt that they had to. They were essentially being extorted, right? Like if you had. Uh, if you had a G Suite account, you a legacy one, like you were not, you had your like entire like if you used Android, like all of your stuff was on that account, right? Like Google. Oh, I mean, you got you got a fifteen year free ride though. This has been a thing since two thousand six, right? Sure. Okay, but sure, sure. Okay, sure. I mean, that's fine. But I I think like it's a fair point to say that like you should, Google should have offered a way to move that all of that stuff off to either uh, move that stuff to like a free like Google account, right? Like a like a Gmail account. Like they should have allowed like some sort of migration pathway because just just sort of creating this sort of situation where people either have to pay up or they lose all their Android. Oh no! Now they did though. That that's the update this week. Yeah, they they, they did, but they, if they didn't do that initially, which is like, which I don't know, like how you thought that was like a good thing to do, like I, like Google, like hello. Uh, I mean, customer service has never been one of Google's strong points, uh, but this seems to be even be a little bit bad for even for them uh so so if any of you have legacy g suite uh i'm sure you already know but this is also a heads up for you that you need to figure out uh, a place to move and as always for email hosting uh i always recommend fastmail i have been using fastmail since 2014 uh or something uh so it's been a while uh and, and i recommend them uh highly uh no, Fastball is good. I used to use Fastball. I don't use it right now just because um, I don't email. I don't like email. Email. I want email out of my life. I, I just just no to email. But Fastball is nice. And the thing is, Fastball has a beautiful Gmail importer, right? So it has. A, it, they have like it. You don't have to do like inbox mapping those things because the problem with moving from a Google account is. Um, I'm not saying Google doesn't respect the IMAP standard, but Google does not respect the IMAP standard. And a lot of other, like if you say like use like Mac mail and you try and move email from a, from like locally, right? From one mailbox to another, from like a Google account to like an Outlook or exchange account, it's fucky. Yeah. So I like, uh, Google, migrating from Google accounts or even like Office 365 is always problematic because they do like weird proprietary nonsense. So if you, if Fastman has an importer and they also have, uh, like if you have trouble with it, I'm sure somebody will be able to assist you. Uh, so if you are planning to move to a different email host, uh, and he don't Static will will surprisingly have his referral link in the show notes at twoshadebrown.com. I, I can put my referral link if you want, but I wasn't I wasn't gonna say it, but like I know yeah, I got a referral link if you want, but but I recommend it without like even with the referral link, like it's just it's just a good service, and I think it like if you care about email. Like, if you really actually, like, you honestly, honest to God, like, email is, like, you, you care about it. 
I, there is I literally nobody else providing the kind of like quality of service that Fastmail is literally like I, I will say this right now like nobody's doing so and, and I know I know it's general knowledge for me and you but do you mind just giving a brief explanation as to why you should not host your own email as well since we are talking about this I feel like it's a good we it's been a while since we've talked about this okay yeah this one is oh this is oh boy um <laughs> This one, this one is always a fun one. I always get people like, uh, "What about hosting my own email?" Okay, if you hosting your email cost will not just cost you money, but it will also cost you time and stress. Right? Is it the, the hard part about hosting your email is not running the web server? It's all the other shit. Correct. the The hard part of hosting email is not the technical challenge of installing. Installing the mail server, installing the, the the IMAP server, installing whatever else you want to install. That is the easy part. You can you can figure that shit out. Like that shit is easy. That shit you can find guides for. There's there's like pre-made like images and scripts that will install Postfix and Dovecot and, and all that shit. But the hard part is actually like managing reputation for email. So if you send a lot of emails, like if you send emails, especially to Gmail or to uh, Microsoft's Office, Office 365 or Outlook.com, et cetera, or Yahoo for some reason, if you still sell mail or, or like externally, if you, send, if, if, if you send mail externally, you're going to find that soon you're going to have to, like at some point you're going to run into issues with either your domain's reputation or the IP address that you're using being blacklisted for rate limited for for some reason like it this happens literally to everybody even even the even the big some of those like email hosts that that are out there they, they have this issue sending to the gmail they get rate limited uh you you if you especially if your account gets compromised or something and you start sending spam well, that's going to take you like weeks to clear up. Like that's just legitimately because basically Google, Apple, Microsoft, and Amazon for like AWS all have backdoor agreements to let them peer to each other for email, right? Which you will not have. I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do, but they they want, it's one of those things. Oh, they have to. They Gmail and at Microsoft probably have some kind of agreement, right? Where like they they do some kind of like spam sharing or something, right? Just to make soliciting email. Plus, there's a shared block list or shared, shared like policy agreement, right? Uh, but you don't. You don't have the clout to have that kind of agreement. So you will not, you will have a much more difficult time, if, especially if you're emailing to Gmail or to Microsoft or to Yahoo, right? Yahoo doesn't give a shit, right? Like, you, you, Microsoft doesn't give a shit about your little email servers. So uh, they can block you all day and they, they wouldn't care. So that's the, that's the big issue with hosting your, out email in the year of the Lord 2022. But if you do send email only to your other friends who host their own email servers, or you send mail to like open source mailing lists, like that's your, that's your, that's your mail sending sort of like habit, then, then you, and that is probably fine. Then you have to worry about stuff like backing up your email, you know, uh, making sure like, you know, you use a reputable, VPS provider or like like cloud provider to to host your email, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Linode is not a sponsor of this show, but this should be, honestly. <laughs> and specifically, please use a VPS. Do not host your own email off your Synology in your closet. Please don't oh do my, that. That's a terrible that, idea. That, that's actually do not use, Do not send email from your home IP. That is a horrible idea. Please. And it won't work. Uh, a lot of, lot of residential IP, uh, ISPs block port 25. 
which is required for you to run a mail service. So if you're trying to run a mail server of your home IP, you will soon realize, first of all, that all home IP subnets are on block lists and we cannot send mail literally anywhere. So you, good luck with that. Do not do that. The only time you can actually do that if you, for some reason, have a business-grade connection at your home for some reason, and that those IPs are not listed, and you can, you can set, like, the reverse DNS, the PTR on them, so you can actually send mail on those. So, do not host it at home, unless unless you, you, you're actually, like, I don't know, uh, whatever. But just just use a cloud, like, a good cloud host. You can find a cloud host that you like, and, and you want to you wanna pay for, like, on a monthly or yearly basis. Uh, back up your back up your email if you care about it, you know all that shit. So don't run your mail server unless you really, really need it for some very specific. Like you, you, there is some, I don't know, like critical, like like privacy law or some shit that requires you to host your own email for some reason. So you know, don't don't do it. Just, just I mean, honestly, even if you're like a small business and you run a small business and you listen, don't pay, don't don't force your IT person to run their own email. Like, just just use a business plan from someone like Fastbill Office. Just just get just get Google Google Workspace or like Office three sixty five. Like literally, or get Fastbill. Fastbill has a business. I mean, it's a, it's a business service. So you know, go go get go go. Pay. If you don't want to use Microsoft or Google, go go pay for Fastbill. It's good. Uh, Let's talk about the second bit of Google News, which is the most funniest. I, I just saw this and I was just like, you know, this this is this is Google. Uh Google is so the headline for Business Insider has an exclusive on this uh bit of news. Uh Google is trying to salvage its failing Stadia game service with a new focus on striking deals with Peloton, Bungie, and others under the brand Google Stream. So this is not surprising news to either of us, right? Like, we know this has been, like, sort of, like, the... Well, you've already seen it roll out. So like, for example, AT&T um, has, was running, like, a to test out 5G uh, when, it, when they were launching their network. You could stream Arkham Knight for free on an AT&T phone. And it was basically using uh, Google Stadia or Google Stream now as the back end for it. So there's, like, been examples of this out in the wild. And some... Jason Schreier has, like, some of this prior, but not, not as comprehensive as in his Bloomberg article. Or a Business Insider article, rather. A business, the Business Insider article, like, sort of goes into detail about, like, it's, like, like the Stadia consumer platform has been deprioritized within Google. As, as has been, like, evident to literally everyone except people on r slash Stadia. Uh, so, so, like, everybody knew this. Like, this was, like, literally, like, a, like, an open secret, as it's called. Like, everybody actually knew this. I knew this. My issue with this is, though, right? And I'm about the soapbox about Stadia, so you can go crack open a beer. But um, basically, my problem with this is it is not Google Stadia did not fail because it was like they tried, you know, the part the product just didn't pick up. It failed because they didn't try. Like, right? That's my problem with it. It wasn't like, you know, okay, Google, you know, paid for a lot of exclusives, tried to make some games, and it just didn't pick up. But fair enough. You know, hey, that happens all the time. It's it's the Google thing where they release a uh, they release a chat app. They say, yep, go use it. And then they just run away from it. And then they're like, six months later, they're like, why is no one using our chat app that we haven't touched in six months? Oh, let's kill it. It's they shut down their state, their um, their studios. They didn't even invest in the consumer platform that much, and it's like, well, of course, no one's going to use it. Like, you run game platforms at a loss. You don't like you. You make the money on the backside of it. You 
it isn't that oh stadio is going to be a, a success from day one it never was but it was like a good initial launch that they could have built on but instead they just scaled back after a few months of not seeing pickup which is like well so i i i think google just just doesn't google just google is not the kind of company that has the patience for a like a like an entertainment industry, like a game industry play, because game industry plays take a long time to succeed. Like, like as you said, like you can't just like pay for a couple exclusives and expect to hit the ground like with like a gazillion sales. Like that's just not how game development works, or like the game. Just- well, honestly, I think what they were expecting too is they're probably looking at the market on Android, and they were expecting that kind of return. They're expecting gotcha money, right? Like I imagine, like the you know, like the suits, right? They don't play games, so for them, games on Android and then like these games on your TV, they're probably thinking it's the same thing, right? For like the executives who aren't gamers, but it's like no, you would never make that kind of money off de- off like console game to begin with. But they're completely different markets, and you can't treat it the same. No, they and they, and they didn't have the patience to stick it through. They didn't have the patience to iterate on it. Like they didn't have the patience to actually keep at it, keep throwing money into it. You know, like keep throwing money into it. And actually make good games. The, the thing about Stadia, they didn't have, they had all this money they could have spent and they didn't have any good exclusive games that came out of it. Not literally, not a single good exclusive game. that. Which, it, I mean, isn't a problem, right? It could have been just a great third-party platform. I mean, it's a problem. It's a, it's a problem. Because it's a problem for Google for a new player in the market, right? Like, as a new entry like a new ent- like a part- participant in this in this industry right it's a problem they hired somebody from ubisoft right they hired uh, i forget what her name was uh at the end of them they jade, jade uh, i forgot her jade last raymond name. Yeah. jade raymond jade raymond and and jade raymond was openly like when she when she when she got laid off she was like serious like they didn't they didn't actually understand how to do games like they they, they don't they don't understand how this industry works they don't understand how the product works so like Cusidia just like they didn't have the required knowledge or industry they tried to buy the knowledge but they didn't give the people who they hired like enough resources or enough like like sort of leeway to to make good games or make good product here like so it's just like i i don't know Google is not good at consumer products. Like that, that's just my thought is that Google is bad at consumer products. Well, and, and there's a good um, sort of maybe allegory or I'm, I'm blanking on the word for it here. If you look at the Xbox, right? You know, did you ever watch any of the documentary Microsoft released about like the original Xbox? It's actually a decent watch. You, you don't need to watch it in incognito. Like, you can watch it if you're not <laughs> having to mess up your regular YouTube algorithm. Um, that's a reference to the fact Static watches YouTube videos incognito before watching them on his main account to not ruin the algorithm. It's weird. He's weird. Yeah, we know it. Uh, reference like two prior episodes where he spent 20 minutes explaining it. But anyways, so the Xbox documentary though, what they basically were like is like, yeah, we didn't. We kind of just that the original Xbox by also by all accounts was a financial failure, right? Like it didn't make money. They're just burning cash into it, and they like forced themselves to be in a separate office from the main Microsoft campus just so the rest of the company wouldn't fuck it up. And like Google didn't do that. Google was like, "We have this. We'll take some tech from YouTube." Which I mean, by all accounts, Google from a tech side, it works. But the product works. But but it's like the rest of the company got in the way of it. And you need to just let it just burn for a little bit to try and build a gaming platform. I, I think this is the problem. Google thinks, because Google is a technology company, they think that if they can just throw technology at, a, at any problem, at any given problem, at any given market, they will be able to solve it with the sheer or the sheer prowess and technological skill, like technological advances. Like, 
that's not how the video game industry works because look at the fucking Nintendo Switch, bro. People don't give a shit. It's some ancient ass Tegra garbage. Now. All we do is cry about Nintendo Switch Wi-Fi. And you know what? It is sold more than the Wii. It just sold more than the Wii. <laughs> it's, yeah. Probably the most popular game right now is like a fucking Pokemon game where the grass looks like it has never heard the word anti-aliasing in its life. Like, bro, like it doesn't. It's it's literally like they don't they don't understand what video games are. Uh, these like <laughs> literally like you play like nintendo consoles the the fine folks they're not fine but the folks at nvidia <laughs> right now are like they're murdering my boy every time they look at that grass <laughs> they're like we have shaders what are you doing nintendo <laughs> right well, but, we can do better than this fucking tegra bro buy a 3080 and put it in there bro uh, the people at nvidia are probably like a gt730 could render a better game what are you doing nintendo oh my god <laughs> Jesus, don't talk to me about the GD seven thirty. Jesus. Um, so yeah, like Google, like Google is a technology company, and they think like a technology company, and they keep thinking that if if we just make the hardware, like make you make the technology good, like the technological side of CD, which by all means was good. Like the technology, it's still the best streaming platform in terms of latency and stream quality, right? Like it's better than XCloud. XCloud is not great. XCloud is serviceable, but more people use XCloud because it has more games and it's in, including a Game Pass. But the, the 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 other thing with this too is like the saddest part about this report is like the the insider folks like yeah the people we talk to who are like they just have to fight management and they've been fighting the entire time because they're they're like the ones keeping the consumer platform going right it's like 20% of the staff and like the quotes from them they get it right like the the people the engineers get it they're just like we're fighting management yeah which which is not surprising to me Google has never been a company that like and i and as sad as it is to say for the folks on the stadium subreddit stadia as a, as a as a consumer product is dead uh, like no matter what we say at this point, all the people try to save it. I think Google will completely nix the, the consumer product and will focus on like B two B. Well, they will completely nix the consumer product in like ten years, right? Like by all accounts, Google Voice is dead. Google Voice, I don't think has a team working on it, but it still works as a product, right? So it is going. I don't. People are like, it's going to be killed by no, 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 no. Stadia is going to enter purgatory because. The, someone at Google is doing the math on how fucked they would be if people get cut out of their games. So it is probably cheaper, cheaper to keep it running rather than try and figure out what do you do if all the games people bought money to if they're gonna or bought paid money on right they're gonna lose exactly. their licenses. All, for. all the people who for some reason bought Destiny on on, on Stadia for some reason. Fuck you, firstly, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> Oh, it's the, the poor souls about Destiny. <laughs> the we poor souls who spent 3,000 Canadian on a GPU. Oh, right. <laughs> you can't, truly, truly. Uh, so, but yeah, it's like Google Stream is has more chances of being a successful business-to-business product, right? Like, there is more potential there of Google. Like, Google is better at business-to-business products than they are to, like, consumer direct consumer products right so i i would hope google stream like the tech is good so i hope they can like license the tech to like bungie or like capcom or whoever the fuck or ubisoft right like whoever the fuck wants to pay for it or this kind of like i'm sure there are like triple a like publishers and studios if if google was smart you know what they would do they'd cut a deal with sony p sony right now has ps now right 
And PS Now, by all accounts, is shit. So honestly, if Google was smart, they would just cut a deal with Sony and just like use the Stadia tech for the PS Now stuff, right? Because Sony's rumored to do a Game Pass thing, but for PS3 games, right, they're going to end up streaming it just because doing backwards compatibility native on PS3, it's weird because it's power PC, right, to Intel. It's like it's a weird emulation thing. So honestly, cutting a cutting a check with Sony would probably be the best way or or even to Nintendo, right? If Google's like Nintendo and like, hey, there's cloud games on the Switch, just use our tech for it, right? Like, I feel like that's probably those are the folks you want to shop to. But um, I mean, yeah, it's. I, I like Stadia. The controller is good. The service is nice. But yeah, this is the this is the problem. I, I as much as we love to make fun of the Stadia subreddit, I, I think there is a reason some people like like sort of have sort of some sort of weird. I mean, it's a little bit weird that they have this weird. Well, buying game consoles is expensive, right? Like buying at the end of the day, that's like I understand from that perspective. But from a cost perspective, you know, let's 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 ignore the Google BS for a minute, right? Just like on a pure cost basis, if you're someone who is not like a hardcore gamer who cares about fidelity right and you know wants an expensive pc or someone who has a real affinity for physical discs because most people stream music right most people stream netflix not everyone cares for physical media then if you have a decent enough internet connection it is cheaper to just buy the controller use your laptop use your tv and stream your games especially if you're in like a household where you have kids and ps one ps5 is expensive if you have two kids who like playing call of duty two three ps5s it's a lot of fucking money right and you're buying games and stuff all over again. So there is an appeal for that. Definitely, I understand the appeal for it. So it is, and people get, I mean, it's gaming, so people are always more emotional about it. But like, if you spent money on Stadia games and you're just kind of like, well, what? You're, you feel fucked, right? Yeah, you feel, it's, it, it does suck. Like, I, for the people who did buy games on Stadia, yourself included, for some reason, uh, like, it sucks. Like, it always sucks when like Google just does this, like, just sort of, Sort of just sort of lets the product just sort of stagnate and sort of they don't like that. As you mentioned, it'll go into purgatory. So it won't die entirely. Probably they have to leave the service on, leave the leave the like login service on, so people can just still play the like the fewer and fewer people play like the games that are that are still available. Like I just it just sucks. Google does not. I mean, but to- I feel like there there's still time to turn around if they they're not going to right. But in theory, right, you know, upgrade it to like um, ray tracing co- compatible like server blades, right, and they just start pouring money into it. You could still turn the ship around. They could, but that would require Google to actually give a shit. So they don't. Uh, so that's the problem. They don't understand the market and they don't care to understand the market. I mean, yeah, because technically Stadia <laughs> yeah. is under the team that runs the Pixel. Ooh, yeah, yeah, true, true. That's, uh, yikes, yikes. Uh, so, speaking of video games, we have, we have another fucking acquisition to talk about for, god fucking damn it. Uh, so, um, last week, last week was it? Yeah, was it last week or this week? Was it, I, I, last week? Um, Sony is, is, will be, is, is buying Bungie. Uh, and a deal worth uh, 3.6 billion dollars. I just I, you sent me this you sent this link in the, in the group chat and I was just like, bro, what the f-? like what like Aunt Bungie literally just got out of like it's not even that long ago before when they were under Activision and they got out of that and I feel like they got out of the frying pan into the fucking fire. Like I, I, I isn't I mean I don't know if Sony's worse than Activision Plus. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But 
this deal is is just like just like Sony's playing catch up to like Sony's like Sony's like hey we we can acquire stuff too like, we want to acquire stuff because they saw Microsoft I mean I don't think they so these kind of deals take months to even sometimes years to like like to close right like or like to be negotiated and whatnot. Right, and one of the pictures they posted about, like, for in the PR was taken six months ago. So it's not like this was a like immediate reaction to the Microsoft acquisition because these deals don't just don't like they just don't work that way. Deals just make don't don't take like they take months, uh, if not if not longer. So this deal happened before the Microsoft acquisition. I'm, but I'm sure some people at exactly as at Sony knew about the Microsoft acquisition in some way because this kind of things in the industry leak all the time like i'm sure there was some intelligence like espionage going on over here like maybe somebody at sony heard about it through the grapevine or whatever uh so sony is making this play for bungie's biggest current franchise which is Destiny. right so destiny is Getting Destiny is the play. No, getting staff is the play. Let's be so Sony. Jim Ryan has said he wants to make more live service games, and the problem is right now, games has a labor shortage. Um, please unionize game workers. Oh, true. Because because yes, yes. Um, and so you buy buying a studio is good for talent because it's if you go to like the people who make The Last of Us, you say, hey, make a live service game. Do you know what the people who made The Last of Us don't know how to do a Naughty Dog? They don't know how to make a live service game. Uh, make a live like a service game. Yeah, I know uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog is not that's not Naughty Dog's kind of game. And like all of Sony's like current like other in house studios like Guerrilla Games, and, like all of them are not also not like they live haven't service. made a Killzone or resistant game in years. Oh, Killzone, they, man. They, they don't know. They don't know how to make they, those anymore. They it's they been a long time. It's, it's been a long time. Insomniac is not going to make a game like this. So it's like. Sony doesn't have, Sony is buying talent. Yes, Sony's buying the, the, the sort of first person shooter life service talent that, but Bungie has, you know, obviously, like Halo people from back in the day, I'm sure still at, uh, Bungie, uh, at Destiny people. And Destiny is an extremely beloved franchise and you just can't discount the sort of stickiness of that, right? Like sort of the long term profit potential from something like destiny right or destiny 2 rather and i love to how bungie or how sony was like they forgot about daybreak and they're like let's get bungie instead <laughs> does anyone remember daybreak okay okay hold hold up hold hold i i know you mentioned this earlier in the, in the chat but daybreak games has been independent for a long time now like the sony online oh really is it just, wait is it planet side is just published by sony then and not owned they haven't been published by Sony in a long ass time. Uh, oh, so Daybreak Games. Uh, so what happened was they were orig- like originally under uh, originally under Sony Online Entertainment. Uh, it was founded as like a, like a subsidiary. Like Sony Online Entertainment is like a subsidiary of Sony, but like they were under under like uh, they were Sony Online Entertainment. Like Daybreak, the Daybreak Game Company LLC now was Sony Online Entertainment. Sony so Sony shut basically like split off Sony Online. Like the people at Daybreak now, like they split it off, became a separate their own company. Uh and and in in, in uh they have, they operated or they're operating under their own sort of sort of banner from sort of twenty twenty fifteen uh onwards. So it's been like seven years or so now. Uh, they they got in in 2020 they got acquired by uh, 
like a like a, a Swedish like game hold video game holding company called Enad Global Seven. So it's like they're fine uh, as far as I can tell from anyway. So Planside Two seems to be like it seems to be better. Like they they've apparently been hiring a lot of people uh, and sort of gearing up. Like they released a, a new continent as it's called uh in the game um i'm not like i haven't played planet 2 in a long time but as far as i know planet 2 is in a pretty good place all things to uh fair fair enough there but yeah but it's like this back to this deal it's really about the talent and also that i i think what sony's trying to do right now is diversify outside of playstation because i, I as much as as much as i don't think anyone wants to admit it Nintendo, I think, is the only one who can keep to their current business model and be fine, right? Like, I think it's. I don't think it's because Microsoft's forcing things with Game Pass. I just think that's you know we're at a certain point where game consoles are a going to be expensive to manufacture just because of how graphics processors cost, right? AMD, Nvidia set the prices, so unless Sony starts making their own custom silicon, they can't really lower prices for their consoles. And because of that, you're going to reach a limit of how many people can buy your games. So you have to go towards more outside services like cloud streaming or running cross-platform live service games or mobile to really grow the business. So Destiny 2 uh, will remain uh, a multi-platform title. Uh, Witch Queen, which comes out on February 22, 2022, will be will not be exclusive to I will not have this acquisition will not have any impact on the, on the witch game which which I mean obviously I mean I think that was that much was to be expected right uh Bungie and and the, and the important sort of the important part of this is like what about Bungie's independence right as, as a studio uh they're saying there's like a FAQ posted about this deal uh on the on the Bungie uh, Bungie website uh Bungie retains full creative independence for our games and our community. Our our plans for the light and dark saga are unchanged all the way through the final shape in 2024. Uh, the Witch Queen will not contain any platform exclusives. Uh, and features like cross-platform, cross-save, and cross-play, and the companion app and sense that's the item manager and things like that will 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 remain. Uh and all the all the platforms that are that Destiny 2 is currently supported on will continue to be supported. I I mean this is the statement as of like as of till 2024 is gonna be the same. I think that's the sort of vibe I'm getting from this these kind of statements, right? It's like the the things will remain the same till Till 2024. And then after that, if I had to take a shot in the dark, and this is just conjecture, I think PC is fine. I think Sony is fine with PC, right? Yeah, Sony, Sony's been uh, warming up PC. They have noticed the recent releases of Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, of God of War, right, have been extremely successful. Uh, they, they have noticed, they, their executives have noticed that PC is just like a market that they can... But Xbox, I imagine, is what's going to be cut. For like the past 2024, I would buy a feeling is PC is fine and Xbox is cut from Destiny because it's just a why, right? You know, if you want to con- if you want to play Destiny on console, get a PC or you know how they might even keep the Stadia version around just shits and giggles, right? Like some form of streaming version. But 
or PS Now in a browser, right? You know, hey, if you have an Xbox, Microsoft Edge, baby, now.sony.com. No. So, see, see, that's, this is, that's, I think, I think this is the same thing is going to happen with how it's going to happen with Call of Duty over at Activision is that it is going to remain multi platform because remaining multi platform is just more profitable for them long term and i think sony even if it's slowly will un- like is starting to understand the value of cross platform right and because cross platform is the future whether sony sony and sony has to adapt in that way i think and sony is re- i think sony is realizing that like this is this is as much as a play for destiny as it is a play for a game that is massively multi platform right and like on all platforms it's extremely successful xbox sony xbox playstation stadia is by far the smallest platform but you know like even on stadia right uh pc like all of these all these platforms i think sony sees the future not in expensive game console hardware but in 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 live game software expensive (laughs) expensive game software in the form of live service models right like live service games as they're called and that's the plan. Like Jim Ryan, Jim, I don't know what the Middle East is, Ryan. Jim uh, Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jim Ryan <laughs> has said that we we are to be expect more acquisitions from Sony, which does not surprise literally anybody. Uh, as the game industry seems to be consolidating across big players, so I'm just I'm just wondering who the who which company is going to buy EA. My my best bet is EA. I think it's EA. Because the problem is, is so, so Microsoft bought out Call of Duty, which is the second most profitable game. What is the most profitable game on, on PlayStation? FIFA, baby. And what does Sony not want to lose? The FIFA bag. That FIFA bag, that cash out bag, that's going to hurt. I imagine Sony's like, fuck it, just buy EA. We keep FIFA and then we're good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FIFA bag is, is real. Like, that's a, that's a very profitable franchise. It has been for a long time. So. And like Madden, also, right? Not just FIFA, right? Like all the sports franchises that EA has, like Madden is huge right now. I like. Also, Remedy. I wouldn't be shocked if Sony bought Remedy. Remedy. Isn't. I. That's maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Remedy is like. Right now, in a in a place where they don't, they don't need to be acquired, right? Like I think the their success of control puts them in. Yeah, a place. but but there's a price tag on everything. I'll be sure. I mean, this is capitalism. Like anybody can be bought if, if the price is. Right. Uh, but like remedy you games. Know, actually, speaking about being bought, Jim Ryan. I said it last week with Microsoft. Jim Ryan, the offer extends to you, but for three point six billion, you can own as much as me as possible. Just oh put my that god! Out there. You just Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have to expect more acquisitions from Sony, and I'm sure. I mean, Microsoft is probably is on a cooling period with the acquisitions for now, but by Sony, I expect another big acquisition soon, uh, sometime probably later. In 2022, I expect another another acquisition. Oh wait, and actually, Sony could buy Japanese uh, companies as well. Because they are a Japanese company, yeah. Probably, I don't. know. Square makes enough money. I would imagine. I would imagine because of the anime stuff, maybe Bandai Namco. 
no, maybe Bandai Namco, right? Because the anime licenses too, right? Because that would also give them like that would give them Dragon Ball Z. So this is this is the this is the thing, right? I, 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 like, in, in, like we were talking about how like Microsoft wants to really move into the the Asian market, right? That's the way they want to. This way they want to expand because historically they've not never been able to sort of crack the Asian market open because like Xbox has never been successful in those markets, and Sony and PlayStation has long since held like sort of a, like a dominant player in, in sort of these in Southeast Asian markets. Uh, so Sony uh, is, is a Japanese company, and as a Japanese company, it could buy another huge Japanese video game company. Well, I mean, the thing about Microsoft bring it to, like, Sony doesn't need to, though, right? Because Microsoft just can't buy them in general. They, like, they legally, there are the, there are a lot, American companies cannot go into, like, China or Japan and buy out, you know, local companies, right? Or Korea either. So there's no, there's no real concern for that part of Asia because Microsoft couldn't, there's no amount of money that'll get past that law. No, right. So, like, the, 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 the legal sort of, Block roadblock there is is uh, so I don't think Sony will buy Square Enix. Square Enix I think is far too big, uh, and also it 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 doesn't they don't really need to buy Square Enix. Square Enix seems to be on friendly terms with Sony already for a while now. So, well, Sony's probably like with the amount of money they get for Final Fantasy exclusives, they probably own Square Enix anyways, right? How much of Square Enix is financed is Sony just giving them exclusive money for Final Fantasy VII Remake? True, true, true. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Sony is buying. So, as like a Destiny person, how are you feeling? Like, that's my question is like to all the Destiny people is like, how are y'all feeling? <laughs> like, what's I mean, way? I don't have to start worrying about this until 2024. Um, I, I think for right now we're fine. Um, I imagine Microsoft probably though is probably going to spin up a studio soon to try and make a competing game. Halo's not it, right? For the PVE stuff, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft like is the, the funniest thing is someone tweeted out this is Phil's favorite game because <laughs> if you look at his Xbox profile, Destiny is the game he has the most play the most time put into. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I feel like uh, like Phil saw this news come up on his phone and he was just like, Damn, motherfuckers, well, motherfuckers, <laughs> well played. <laughs> like, you got me, bro. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, like. I like. I mean, I like Destiny. Like, honestly, like, I, like I, I don't play it as much as you do or some other people uh, online. Uh, but Destiny Two is the only MMO that I give even a tiniest bit of a shit about. So, uh, I'm. I hope that Destiny remains as as good as it is. Well, I mean, honestly, we need Destiny competitors. So, if this spins up more Destiny competitors that aren't Anthem, like if we have a the reason we play Destiny is because there's no other games like it, right? But if there is another comp- competent MMO shooter, hell yeah, I'm down for it. MMO shooters. So MMO shooters is the market that's like very, like it's very hard to get into, like sort of because it's so expensive. Like Destiny, uh, Destiny is a very expensive franchise. So the only like the largest players can really afford to compete in this space. So I'm expecting Microsoft to make a, make a Destiny like game. Uh, and I hope it's good because I mean they're about to get a lot of first person live service talent with Activision, right? So they could probably be like, "Hey, all five of you support studios. What if you didn't do Call of Duty and made a different thing?" <laughs> yeah, what if what if you made Destiny but Microsoft? So you know, like it's gonna happen. Live service games are the future. Uh, unfortunately, in some ways, I don't like it because it not like everything. If everything is a live service, like. People, people don't have the time 
for every game to be a live service game. Is that what I'm? But not everything's gonna be live service. I'm sick of this argument. Not everything's gonna be a live service. There is there is value to single player games, and I get it. There's more live service things for sure, but where it is not going to be a market where everything's a live service and there are no more single player games, right? It's just not it's not financially feasible to do that. And more importantly, people do enjoy playing single player games. They do, yes. Final Fantasy VII Remake was a big example. Uh, right? So, like, you don't need everything to be a live service. Not everything's going to be a live service. I think there should be better live service games out there. But you're not... This isn't, like, some sort of, um, you know, inevitability or some ultimatum argument, right? If it's either this or that. Like, both can exist in the market. True, true, true. And both can exist. But the game industry always gravitates towards what is what they think will make the most money, with, especially with these big studios. But I think Microsoft has... a uh, Microsoft seems to have a better vision forward. At least they seem to be focusing both on both on live service, but also uh, like also on on like single player titles. Right, They're, like they don't seem to be wholly focused on. Sony, on the other hand, seems to be. Uh, I, I don't know how this play is going to work out. Like they want to make like a bunch of live service games, but like it's uh, I I have some doubts about Sony's ability to execute on even with the Bungie acquisition. Uh, like to to really be able to execute on live service games, uh, because live service games basically consume entire studios. Uh, like Ubisoft as an example, they just put their entire workforce to work on like one live service game. Uh, like I I don't see how this is gonna work out for Sony. I don't know if they're gonna be able to work it out to be honest. Uh, so it's it's a little bit dire for Sony if Sony thinks live service only is the future because uh, it's not. I hope not. I think is I don't think there's anything else to say about this deal. This deal is not as big as the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal, obviously in both in both in like monetary value but also in sort of impact. I mean Destiny is a huge franchise, but it is no Call of Duty. Uh so you know they basically bring back Oni. Port Oni to the PC, Sony. You fucking cowards! Oh, I I, I remember you posted you, po- you posted you posted that picture of uh, like the Oni poster, and I was like, hell yeah, brother! Uh, <laughs> Real weird though that Bungie went from being a Mac exclusive developer to win Xbox exclusive oh, to now a Sony. Oh, it's that, so that, weird. It's pow- so weird. This is the power Steve, of IP rights. Am literally, I right? Steve Jobs is rolling in his grave. Uh, for many other things too, but we don't have <laughs> to get into I mean, that. To be fair, to be fair, yeah. So, uh, I mean, our last topic. Do we do we want to get out of this, or do you want to wrap up the podcast? Is I, that think like, I think we're I think good. I think we're good. You've been going long. I, I, we've been going long. I think we had like we had the whole M and T reform rant about veganism. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. This podcast goes. I feel like we should need to add veganism to the bingo card because I feel like it's going to come up again. And remember, remember everyone. Before we do the wrap up, I just want everyone to know. When someone steals your NFT, it's called Nest. I thought I thought we 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 were we were we were gonna avoid that. I was just I was just like he did. Joseph didn't say Neft, uh, and we were good. So you can find the show notes at twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, email, as always, is contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Email us with your weird open source hardware. If you have an FPGA and you're doing something fun with it, let us know. I want to know about your FPGA in a respectful way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at your FPGA respectful. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the title. Oh, no, God. That's, I, I love it. I love it. It's very good. Yeah, do, do send us email. Like, do send us, like, what do you, what do you think about, about the MNT reform? If you, are you planning on buying one? I'm sure somebody in our audience is, is going to buy this. Like, I feel like there's somebody in our audience. Uh, who, who's into it? Uh, if there are any Stadia people, if anybody Stadia users, uh, hello, if you're still alive. Uh, Why haven't we linked up? Why haven't we linked up? Can we, like, I feel like we need to interview like a hardcore Stadia person on this podcast. Do you really, do you really want no, to? I do don't. you really want to, man? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny, but probably not. Um, if any Destiny people, I know that there are probably some Destiny people in our in our, in our listener base uh reach out uh also you can find uh find me on on mastodon at packet cat and then forward dot social and my website sadiksafe.com and chosa i know your website is no longer functional but where can people find you you can find me online at Trisfine uh, Twitter XYZ and Trisfine on Twitter. And yeah, um, my I got an email from WordPress before we started recording that they couldn't take my payment because of my card chains for my WordPress site. So that's not up at the moment. And um, I'm, I, I'll deal with it eventually. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, um, that's that's the show for this week. And until 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 next time, um, what's a cool outro quip? Uh, we already did finish the fight. We did wear a mask. We did not don't buy it. Uh, until next time, Pokemon Legends Arceus forever. <laughs>